You're listening to the What Do You Actually Do podcast. Each week, we want to bring you an inspiring interview, a useful tip or encouraging message to help you find your place in the professional world. Hello and welcome to this episode of What Do You Actually Do? My name is Kate Morris and I'll be your host today. In today's episode, we'll be talking about working in the theatre sector. Today, we're joined by John Tomlinson, who works as a producer at York Theatre Royal and he's also company director of Stand and Be Counted. So, John, what do you actually do? <laughs> it's a great question. Um, and I kind of ask myself that a lot. Um, <laughs> so what I actually do is that the two kind of worlds that I kind of go between. So the producer role at York Theatre Royal means mm-hmm. that I do lots of logistics and planning and thinking about um, what's, what shows we're going to stage, who we're going to work with, um, the audience experience, how we connect with our local community and how we inspire them. So whatever goes on our stages, I've got... Um, an input into yeah um, and then the work I do with Stand and Be Counted uh, we're an independent theatre company so there are three of us so myself um, Rosie who's a writer and performer and Hannah who's a theatre maker and director so between the three of us we've kind of got lots of different skills and under that kind of umbrella of that company name we make work with for and about uh, sanctuary seekers so often uh, working on non-arts projects with yeah. communities um, which might be about um, creative skills for employment for example with, with Syrian families um, but often we do tour the, the work that we make across the country. Um, so, yeah, so I work as a producer in-house at York Theatre mm. Royal and then independently as part of a company. Does that combination work well to sort of have the, I guess, the regular income coming in from um, York Theatre Royal? But I guess there's a structure around that. Mm. And as you said, you've mm. got to consider the local need and the rest of it versus yeah. having that freedom and flexibility with your own work. Yeah, I mean, I kind of fell into that really in terms of working for a, for a venue four days a week. Mm. Um, so that's kind of been built up across a, a, a career um, that I've been working towards. Um, it does give stability in terms of income, but also it, it means that I can have um, a real impact and a real say, mm. uh, a sort of a senior level um, in an arts organisation that I'm very, very fond of and I yeah. kind of understand the big values and the big ethos of, of the Yorkshire Theatre Royal. And I absolutely buy into all of that. So I feel like I sort of work for the community. So yeah. my job is about inspiring them to mm. come to the theatre and say, welcome, come and join us, be involved, see what's on our stages, but also what else can we do for you? How else mm. can we engage with you? How else can we um, inspire you to, uh, to be more involved in your community, um, of which your theatre is the kind of part of? Um, and then working still um, as part of an independent company means I understand it from a, an artist's point of view. Yeah. So I absolutely understand um, how challenging it might be, but also how rewarding it is when you, you make something um, that can be really special with a group of people that you care about. And if you make a piece of art, there's, um, there's, there's huge rewards to mm. that. Um, in terms of yeah, you kind of your um, output to, to the world, I guess. So where did your sort of passion and interest for the theatre sector come from? So the passion came from um, the first drama lesson I had um, at secondary school. Okay. So I was kind of never really interested in drama. It was only ever football. Um, I'd still choose to be a footballer now if I could. <laughs> um, but I was really inspired by a drama teacher, like lots of people are, yeah. um, and my drama teacher. Um, this is kind of her fault really but I kind of got that passion but it was because it was a place for me to express my creativity that wasn't just singing or dancing or mm. moving it was a kind of collection of all those things mm-hmm. of ideas that you have and things that you write down and kind of throwing all that together um, and I loved um, how, you, how you make something with a group of people so I was always inspired about um, a group of people sitting together working on something and then presenting it to an audience um, I kind of love the thrill of, of doing that 
Um, so it initially began as, as always expected that I would go and be a performer in the mm-hmm. industry. That's kind of how it's how it began. Um, and went to sixth form college and then university to sort of study drama and media. But I was always very aware that the the relationship to um, a career in theatre is is based upon sometimes luck and sometimes mm-hmm. you kind of get the right break and you don't. So I was always very aware that I should learn other things. I should learn everything about the theatre to be a better actor. Um, so I was always interested in why do people go to the theatre? Yeah. Um, and I think that's the thing that I've always had. And I then realised that being a producer was a was a thing. Um, and then realised that actually it's, it's that. That's what kind of drives me and that's what I'm probably better at than necessarily being, being on stage. How did you sort of work out that being a producer was the right thing for you then? Because if you had sort of had it in your head, I'm going to be an actor, <laughs> I'm going to tread the boards, kind of thing. Um, did you see someone else producing work and then realise, hang on, that's something I want to try out? How, how did it happen? Yeah, I think it happened very organically, like it does yeah. for lots of producers. Um, I was always the one um, at college or at university who would be the person who would go out and speak to the person whose venue we're going to hire okay. and I would always be the person who would go out and get props and get costume and enjoyed that kind of genuine connection to buying and making things with um, from people um, so I was always kind of quite positive at just going out and picking up the phone mm-hmm. and just asking people um, for what we need to happen um, and that kind of buzz of when when it pays off when you can get mm-hmm. a really great venue that you didn't expect you could get and then suddenly you, you're now allowed to kind of make something in, in a beautiful venue um, that always excited me and then I think I just sort of learned that oh maybe maybe there are people who do that but on a kind of bigger scale because mm-hmm. who yeah who does it then because it's not the actors who put it all together yeah. there's obviously a kind of much bigger bigger team at work so then I kind of asked the right questions of theatres and kind of got myself involved in lots of networks and um, and, and skilled myself up in, in every area I think a big part of being a producer and um, what makes good producers in, in my opinion is their understanding of everyone else's skills okay. so actually I if, if it all works really well you, you wouldn't necessarily know that I've done anything but mm. what I have done is I've got the right people in the right place at the right time and they've made it all happen so there's very much um, an understanding of I don't need to know exactly how to do what the mm. sound designer does but I do need to know enough to know that I'm getting the right person um, into a project. So yeah, it's, no it's enough, a really managerial too... role then. It, it can be. Yeah. How your team operates mm-hmm. and who's best at doing what. Yeah, absolutely. So, what other sort of skills or personal qualities would you say you need to have to be good at, at being a producer? I think you need to be a very good communicator. So you kind mm-hmm. of need to make sure that the right people know what's going on at the right time. Um, you need to be good with talking to an audience um, and championing an artistic project and getting people to, to come and see it. Um, kind of confident in what you're doing and why it's important. Um, and being kind of, um, being um, being the, the kind of, the, the leader of that. So if, if, if there's a, an artistic project, you have to be able to steer it and manage it in the right way mm-hmm. to know that you, we can't get £100,000 this project, but we can get ten. What can we do with that? Okay. So constantly understanding the different stages of a project, which might be this, you start off with the big dream, and then you think about discovering what's possible, where can we do it, how can we do it, and then designing it, and then kind of delivering it. So the kind of four main areas of a mm. project is, is very much about start with the dreams and then sort of discover. Um, so it's that combination of the 
sort of practical project management skills mm. of actually making it happen, but that creative vision of like what you want to get out of it and, yeah. and keeping that in mind. So mm. it's not just, oh, well, we have to stick to this budget. It's how can we still remain true to the original idea yeah, exactly. within that money? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So what would you say you really love about the role then? I I love the I love the challenge that um, in Britain cultural organisations are kind of going through a particular point in their history, which means that they, they have to connect to new audiences. Mm. That's the that's the way it is yeah. for them to thrive. They have to find a way to connect to new people. They have to find a way to connect to younger people, um, and that challenge is uh, really exciting because I know that if you put the right things in place and encourage them to come, they'll come and they'll stick with it forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think theatre's biggest challenge is probably the way it talks about itself as an industry. Okay. Um, but being part of that and influencing, you know, even just one organisation and having good practice and good models means that you can that can that could potentially pass on. Um, so I love working with new people all the time. Um, I thrive on being parts of teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so while something I do very much on my own, actually, it's always for a team. Mm-hmm. I never do it for for me. It's always yeah. been kind of part of a team and part of a project a much bigger project um and i can i love the very i love the, the variance of it so one day the priority might be doing a funding application mm. but the next day the priority might be going and you know schmoozing really interesting people and the next day you might be in a rehearsal room and you might be making theater yourself and having to think differently so constantly just switching my brain between different yeah. things is kind of what motivates me is there anything you don't like about the role um <laughs> Uh, it can be stressful. It can be okay. pressurised because yeah. you um, projects have to have to make money, mm-hmm. or they have, whatever the kind of the priority of that project is. It either has to make money or it has to make um, good art. Um, so sometimes when you're working with people who care a lot, mm-hmm. it means that um, you know how hard they're working, and if it's not a success, you feel the you feel the strain. Yeah. Because of course you want it to be to be good and sometimes if it's not working out it can be difficult um so there are challenges but all those challenges are kind of outweighed by the, the, the kind of the good stuff and you've touched a bit on it already but i'm thinking about what the challenges are for the future for students who are thinking of maybe wanting to build a career in theater mm-hmm. you've mentioned it's an issue now for the industry to look at who its audiences are mm-hmm. spreading the message out wider so it's less of a sort of push thing to do yeah, for yeah, rich absolutely. people yeah. something that anyone can engage with so mm. any other sort of key challenges or things people should be thinking about mm. if they want to break into the sector i think that's that's the the main one definitely i think um i look at what the independent theater scene is doing and i think mm. that's the most exciting thing um that the the future theater makers um are doing some brilliant things and, and actually they're kind of teaching big organizations how it should be done so often a university kind of you know graduate company come out and they've just made a pitch show and then suddenly they're on to they're on to something um, and that's really exciting and if we can get more of them into our buildings to kind of just regenerate um energy just just good energy by people making good stuff um can really can really help that but i, I do think that the biggest challenge as um as a sector faces is about diversity and yeah. getting more people in but also getting people who are from different communities and how um, how you say actually you're welcome you might not be able to buy a ticket for 40 quid on a Saturday night mm. but what you can give to us is you can be involved in something in a different way um, so I think that that's a big challenge um, to get more people in and to get the right people in who, who care and to inspire people to say actually theatre is for everyone 
all you need to make a piece of theatre is is well, you don't need anything. You, you mm. could you could just do a monologue now if it's in your head and you speak it. That's that's a piece of theatre. As long as there's someone watching, that's that's all you need. Um, but I think um, so. In, in the stand-up in foot, uh, sport and football is yeah. very accessible because um, you can just go down to the park because it's yeah, there and it's free yeah, and you can, you can all you need it. is a ball and two people and you've got a game. Um, but in the same way, theatre doesn't necessarily feel as accessible no. as it should do. When actually when you when you work in it and when you explore it more and more, um, it can be even more accessible than that. Um, but people need to people need to know about it. So there's a, a big message that we need to mm. send out to, to the public to say everyone's welcome. Um, and the more people that feel that, the better it's going to be. So it sounds like it's a really opportune time mm-hmm. for young or kind of new little theatre group mm-hmm. startups to mm-hmm. break into it because actually the industry wants to change, so yeah. they're bringing fresh ideas. Mm-hmm. Is there any other sort of tips or advice you'd give to people who wanted to break into the sector? How, how would they actually get started in that? So I would definitely recommend um, asking their their local theatre. What what mm. have you got? What opportunities? How how can we get involved? Um, so at York Theatre Royal, for example, we've got um, Takeover Festival, yeah. which is run by young people. Um, we've got a huge youth theatre. We've got lots of opportunities for artists as they're developing their craft. Um, so reach out locally first. Mm-hmm. I would say um, invite your theatre to come and see your work. Um, because also it's our responsibility and our job to go and connect with students and to connect with. So if they were doing production, actually invite absolutely. local theatre producers Definitely. and companies yeah. to come to. Wow, that's a that's absolutely cool yeah. idea. Um, and yeah, get out there and make some stuff because if you can if you can start making stuff and making mistakes in a kind of safe environment, mm. then you'll be better um, for for kind of when you when you go out and, and do it kind of properly. But also, it's it's all right to make mistakes yeah. as well. You can go out there and and not worry that this one particular show went badly because you'll become a better artist yeah. probably for, for making mistakes. I've made tons of mistakes and I know that I've learned more from that than doing something well. So I would say reach out to people, um, look at other groups and peers um, and other companies that you like and ask them um, and get involved in as much as you can. So get involved in lots of different schemes um, training opportunities and skill up in mm. every area. So again, if you want to be a producer, you need to know everything about the whole picture because it's your job to to get a really inspiring team of people together to make something, but it's also your job to get an audience. Yeah. So you need to keep thinking about um, how you talk to, to the kind of the public. And I guess, as you said at the start, your experience as a performer yourself, mm-hmm. that I imagine makes it much easier for you mm-hmm. as a producer to relate to and even communicate with the performers and understand where they're coming from and vice versa. Yeah. So you, you have to understand where people are starting from. Yeah. And if they're a volunteer in a project and they've been at work all day, I have to know that they're giving up their free time to work on a project with us. Mm. So I kind of I need to give them energy and I need to yeah. kind of get them on board with what we're trying to do. Um, equally for a professional artist, you might know that they've travelled from London that morning. So you have to be just aware of people's situations yeah. and how you can make things easier and better for them. So constantly just thinking about everyone's different angles and where they've kind of where they start from is yeah, is crucial. Amazing. Well, thank you very much for thank that you. advice. Uh, and thank you for joining us today. We're gonna to put some links on our website where people can have a look at the work that you're doing um, with both your companies um, and where students can find out more about breaking into the sector. But thanks again for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thank you.
Thanks for joining us this week on What Do You Actually Do? This episode was hosted by myself, Kate Morris, edited by Raquel Bartra and produced by both of us. If you love this podcast, spread the word and subscribe. Are you eager to get more tips? Follow University of York Careers and Placements on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. All useful links are in this episode description. This has been produced at the University of York Careers and Placements. For more information, visit york.ac.uk forward slash careers.